At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's the podcast where we talk about educational films, experimental and caught films and strange documentaries. Uh, I guess today is the educational film bracket. It's a weird one. Um, This is Mazes and Monsters, which is Tom Hanks first starring role made for TV. Kind of a kind of a weird one. But uh, this is Matt. Today with me is Josh Wilson. Hello. Hey, Matt, always uh, good to join you. Uh, I like it whenever you bust out the topics that are too nerdy for a normal guest. So you call me up. So glad to be here. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh Oh, man, we get into some weeds on this one. You you, you can't really claim that. (laughs) I talked to a guy last week, a friend predates me knowing you, and we just got into like nerdy gear talk for like 10 minutes is like oh like, there's like <laughs> only five people no i mean it was a good podcast but I, and i like listening to it but i was like yeah we got so deep in the gear talk i was like should we have done that it was fun <laughs> the other man i i used to is, is another um expat hanging out in japan we used to teach the kiddies together it's alan hi alan hey matt thanks and for having know- me and you know why I've never been able to pronounce your last name, like never. So I'll just because give it, it's like, French. I know. So I'll give it the the down south Goucher. Goucher, yeah. <laughs> that's how we're gonna that, say that's it. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> but honestly, say it again. <laughs> say say your, name. Uh, say your name. So my name is Alain Gaucher. Yeah, I just can't do that, man. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. But, my own uh, wife can't. My own wife can't pronounce my my last name. So you're fine. I said before, like in Japan, you know, we have katakana, so there's a symbol for each sound. And um, they're like, is it kamages or komages? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, which one looks better? <laughs> it could be kame, kama. And they're like, what is it? I don't know. I, I do know I, I told them to go with ma because that one looks it's more like a booby. But uh, yeah. <laughs> if, 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 y'all, if anyone knows Japanese, a little bit will know what I mean there. But uh <laughs> So I had y'all rock, scissors, paper. Well, I didn't actually. Alan just said you do the plot. So uh, yeah, I get to be the loser on that one. So, <laughs> so, so today we're, we're talking mazes and monsters for cashing in on that anti-almost satanic panic phase where everybody was panicking about Dungeons and Dragons in the 1980s. So Mazes and Monsters is a made-for-TV movie, as Matt said, starring one Tom Hanks in his first starring role where we see him join a group of kind of misfit college students, certainly one gigantic misfit of a college student, and then two pretty normal ones. But they join up the in, in college. Uh, they all have family issues, of course, because, you know, nobody normal would ever play Dungeons and Dragons. So they all are, are kind of misfits, and they get together and start playing Dungeons and Dragons. And then one of them decides to take things a little bit too far, 
and they start LARPing, which means they're doing live action role playing. So they go to these caves where it's all dangerous and dark and scary. And it proves to be too much for Tom Hanks character. And he goes a little cuckoo and starts believing that he is the character in question and, and loses his grip on reality. And he runs away to New York because he's following a mystic quest from this god guy named Hall who is going to uh, get him to level up to the next level. And, I, and leveling up to the next level means going to the World Trade Center and jumping off because then you're going to be able to fly and whatnot. And, and luckily, the, the friends figure it out and get to him in time before he can jump off. But he is irreparably broken by the dangerous game that is mazes and monsters. And he's lost in his fantasies forever as everybody else grows up and leaves behind the dangerous game of mazes and monsters. And poor Tom Hanks gets to live at the funny farm, uh, believing he's a magic. He was a like cleric healer person, man. So, and that's how we leave it all about the dangers of gaming. But which one of them seems happiest at the end, you know? <laughs> he certainly <laughs> seems happy, that's for sure. I like the way you added the dangers of game. Oh, yeah. Um, a okay, that's what it all is. is. This is the educational part, right? They're teaching oh, yeah. us how dangerous it is to get involved with such evil things as Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, a couple, not, not quite hot takes, but things I spoke with both of you guys about pre-mic. Uh, and Alan, maybe maybe you don't know or maybe Josh doesn't know this, but uh, the character's name, Tom Hanks's um, game character name is? Pardue. Which means? Lost in French. Yeah, I, I, I thought that's a little so, fun. Not that far off. <laughs> he is <laughs> completely lost. And the, the other one that really horribly pertains and is, um, and Alan definitely hasn't heard this one, is uh, me getting Josh, Josh to uh, shoot some tourist photos <laughs> of me back in the day. You want to you you feel that one? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it feels so, <laughs> such a bad taste now. But remember, this was the 90s and Matt wanted, it wanted to uh, make it look like that he was... Uh, Flying, leaping, jumping, I don't know, off of the World Trade Center. So there are pictures somewhere of, of Matt leaping off of the World Trade Centers. Yeah. It's just like those shots at the end of Mazes of Monsters, which is, which is <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, th this, this was a, a doozy. This is actually another one that I've never actually seen before, and I've always heard about, but never actually seen it. And I was actually kind of surprised that it did not go full on with the satanic panic uh, that I thought it was. I thought it was going to be all about, oh, it's Satan and driving people to evil. But no, it's just, hey, it makes people crazy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, uh, earlier in the film, I actually thought it was like JJ who was going to be crazy. He was. Oh, don't even get me started on JJ. I'm obsessed with JJ. <laughs> like. My my notes of watching this, like every other note, the only thing I could focus on is JJ's hats. And it was like, <laughs> why is he wearing a spiked motorcycle helmet? Why is he wearing an aviator helmet? And then all of a sudden the hat disappears. I'm like, why do you stop wearing hats? I, this must mean something. I have to know. And they never even addressed it. It drove me nuts. I wanted to go off running to the sewers myself and search for answers because I could not understand why he was wearing crazy hats in every other scene. That was his psychosis. Well, sure. Like, I, I thought it was like him being weird. And then maybe they would address it, but it never addressed it. And then, like, he, he was wearing hats in every scene up until about halfway through the movie. Then he stops wearing a hat. Then the hat comes back. 
and then it goes away again. So like, there's no like thematic connection you can make with the head at all. It's just, it's just driving me nuts. It's not there. Because he's a big fan of the uh, Dr. Seuss's The Hat Came Back. <laughs> <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> it was driving me nuts. And they were just so wild and crazy. And then he just, he's a character. That's for well, sure. He did go to the cave to off himself. So, I mean, there's some. Well, that was the original plan, yeah. right? And then I thought he was going to try to kill them all. <laughs> because was- uh, he was certainly talking about it. Yeah, that's why I thought this was actually going to turn into some like, you know, saw sort of thing, like, you know, made for TV saw from the totally. early... I was like, again, I thought I was going to lead into the satanic panic, but <laughs> evidently not. I thought he was going to worship the devil and want to kill them all. But no, it was the other guy that just happens to go crazy, though. It is his fault that poor Tom Hanks went crazy because he like sent them all down and, and gave them drugs in the ground and whatever stuff they were looking to find. <laughs> it, it, it snapped poor Tom Hanks mind. <laughs> so really jj is a sociopath maybe that's why i started cross-dressing on her ladies television bosom <laughs> <laughs> buddies yes uh, uh one of the reasons i, I called alan and for this one is my gaming experience is in the late 80s um we got a teenage mutant ninja turtles rpg you know got the dice uh started reading the book and we're like screw this i went back to the uh water level of the t uh teenage mutant ninja turtles um nintendo game so you know we were we were the, the video game allure you know got us um i had a jrpg you know video game kick in the early 2000s where i had sure, a ds sure. and lots of train rides and i think i played every jrpg and some other ones that existed on the ds but that, that, that's my gaming experience i'm i'm not into tabletop gaming and alan you were you were trying to tabletop game with us a, a few years ago i think you did and i was like Call yeah, me when you're ready to play the piano. <laughs> yeah, we did one one or two games with the other teachers. And uh, yeah, no, I am an actual TTRPG player. So yeah, if, whatever you want to talk about, if you've got any questions, let's talk about it. Let's have fun about it. I guess this, uh, what, what is your jam? What, what game are you doing? Right now, while well, I'm actually running with a crew uh, of players uh, online, we have, uh, well, not we, I'm just a cast member now, but we have a live show on Twitch. Uh, the group's name is Vorpal Tales, and they run TTRPG games almost twice a day now. So the entire week and weekend is fully, almost fully booked of RPG games. And uh, you can catch us on Twitch. You can catch us on YouTube. And yeah, right now we're uh, right now we're jamming on Wednesdays. Well, not in Japan. In Japan is on. Uh, and I only have the Japanese. Where do I head? Moku. Mokuyobi. Um, Mokuyobi. It's on Mokuyobi. Thursday on th- on Thursdays. Uh, we're uh, here in Japan. Thursdays and in the the U.S. on Wednesdays we're rocking Fallout right now. And the Fallout uh, TTRPG is actually really good. I'm really enjoying it. And um, Josh, I, I, I don't know how much of these you've done because I always got the impression you're like kind of a tabletop gamer for the most part, like the really kind of groovy looking ornate tabletop games. Well, I mean, that's what I've, I've you know, kind of twisted to in, in recent years. But no, I, I played a lot of tabletop RPGs back in high school, um, played a lot of D&D. Uh, dabbled in a little bit of the White Wolf type of stuff. So I, I, I'm more in, than familiar with the kind of stuff they, they were talking about in this movie. And not so much in recent years, but you know, I've still got my bona fides, I think, from all the time wasted um, around tabletops in high school, uh, pretending to be a elven uh, thief. So, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I mean, I was I was doing my own geek. I spent more than half of my last two years of high school just hiding in the dark room, making pictures <laughs> too. I should mention, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember disappearing for the most part because I made like half my day schedule where I'm like, I'm in the dark room all day. You need me, find me there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, having that kind of familiarity with um, doing actual tabletop RPGs, it it just kind of took the humor on this film to the upteenth level I, i'm sure elaine would would, would agree with me um number one thinking that these are probably like the worst dungeon masters ever i like the the one scene that sticks out that i absolutely love is like the guy gives him like what choice like here's some gold it could be riches that could let you retire or it could kill you what is it going to be? And he gets it and he automatically kills him. Like, that's it. It's just like, that is yes or no. And now you're dead forever. Sorry for everything you've worked on over the last however many years. You're impaled now. <laughs> and it just, it, it, it made me laugh. The other thing that really made me laugh was the whole scene where they're painting miniatures in quotation marks. <laughs> it's like, they've got these little paper standy cutouts that they're like trying to paint. Like, that's is ridiculous. Yeah, I do remember seeing a lot of those little die cast things in the comic book stores and uh not yeah you know because you know if you were to play with miniatures you'd actually be playing with actual miniatures and not paper cutouts that you know you could just (laughs) i don't know what they came up with that no what is no all my miniatures around here are star wars uh, (laughs) yeah i got i got ray and then kylo ren fighting down there although since skywalker came out i feel less good about that but whatever that's a different story (laughs) I was so I, I of course didn't get all of that because uh, I don't know how this goes down. Uh, something that's coming on this podcast is a couple weeks is like a um, late '90s Pokemon training card video, right? Where it has like the kids <laughs> trying to teach the parents, and they have the same sort of reactions like playing Pokemon. Like theirs are like supposed to be stupid and funny, you know? <laughs> but uh, but you're having them in real life here with role playing games. Yeah, they're trying to play a little more like well quote-unquote seriously it's still a kind of derpy movie um so i i had trouble telling if tom hanks is like even acting well or not in this movie (laughs) it's tom hanks it seems like tom hanks but something doesn't seem right i don't know if it's him or the movie you know i mean look you've got to give tom hanks credit because this was absolutely dreck it was poor dialogue poorly written and yet somehow tom hanks still seems to be extremely likable in the role so, you know, hey, I guess there's a reason why he's a movie star, that he can even turn this into something like I, I wasn't I didn't hate watching it. Um, I thought it was ridiculous and insane. So insane. But um, I, I didn't feel like I was bored. So, you know, marks for that, I suppose. Ready player for a Tom Hanks jam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit um, it was getting late at night and I still had 30 minutes of this movie. So I did something I've actually never done before and hit the uh i upped the playback speed but that made it seem more like a scooby-doo show <laughs> so that actually kind of because at that point it's got um you know the other three gamers are, are looking for for their their lost tanks yeah uh, no i i totally agree with you it was very scooby-doo-ish to the point where they had to bring along his bird for whatever reason the talking bird i was like what do they need a talking animal to complete their scooby gang um and we never see the bird again that must have died on the trip to new york i don't know i mean the movie was like it actually it starts off you know fairly reasonable like you've got a a group of 
halfway normal-ish kids uh, until they start talking about this crazy game. And then when they start going into the caves, it just completely goes off the rails. When Tom Hanks starts hallucinating just crazy monster man and stabbing it with his dagger. And then he gets, he goes missing and they go to the police and the police are all of a sudden ready to start blaming mazes and monsters. And they're, they're leaping into, Oh, uh, maybe some other, the players killed him because you know, they are really into the game and maybe he's probably dead. Like, Whoa, <laughs> they're making a big leap there. This guy probably grows up to become um, what Steve Carell's uh, weatherman and anchorman. <laughs> I think I may have. I think I may have just killed somebody. <laughs> um, and then his other hallucination, talking to the um, great hall guy, seems to be taking place in a James Bond's like you know gun barrel. I thought that was fun, <laughs> or, or a sewage tunnel. The, the thing that came to my mind was the Pee Wee Herman dream sequences in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It was like that same nothingness blackness that Pee Wee was having all of his nightmares in. So. That's where I went to. Alan, you said you're a big fan of the soundtrack in this one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. That movie completely. I Look, that I never want to see that movie again. That, that's where, <laughs> so, so the soundtrack, whoever, whoever like this. Nope. That person needs to be fired and never like do movies ever again. Because the soundtrack is horrible. It's a like, horrible soundtrack. The song was really much like uh, we did a documentary. Also, I guess it would have been like for primetime TV, but um, uh, Future Shock, which was like this documentary about the book. It, it had Orson Welles as the host. And it went to a song like um, this, this schmaltzy, you know, 70s soft rock jams. Sort of <laughs> it's crazy. I, I, I started watching it. I'm like, am I watching the right movie that I put on Love Story <laughs> by mistake? Because yeah. I feel like this is like a love story song. So that, that yeah, yeah, but I thought that was fun. They, they get some new age flute later on. I was hip to that. Actually, <laughs> yeah. My Val and I's other coworkers, Maddie, was trying to play me new age flute music at lunch yesterday. That was fine. I'd say I'd listen to that stuff on the train, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Reading a book or something. Um, taking a look through here. I, I guess we'll talk about, we've already given Tom Hanks uh, enough talk and then JJ a little bit. Uh, there are two other players. There's uh, the, the other guy comes across like the, it's like he's, on the wrong side of Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote this he, man. He's the, the cool guy who still plays D&D. Yeah, yeah. I said this this man kid Daniel is like a wrong mashup of uh, Revenge of the Nerds stereotypes. <laughs> and um, Yeah, I, I like how they make his, his big issue, why he's a misfit, is that he gets to have sex with too many women. He can't have a real relationship, so that's why he's a misfit who plays D&D. &D. <laughs> And that's 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 called a couple years in in your twenties for a lot of people. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I it has sort of like a disaster movie buildup, I guess, because they're trying to show everyone's like you know family troubles and things like that, and his his sex addiction. Hey, this is a pretty <laughs> early movie for sex addiction. <laughs> um, and then oh, what what was what was the the girl's issue? Oh, she just couldn't keep a relationship, which um. You know, she probably keeps dating crazy. That's the problem. You don't date crazy. Her, well, she's talking with her mom about how everybody treats her as lesser because she's a woman. She's kind of like a proto-feminist type of move. 
the, the, the sad part is all these people with their broken homes and their parents, they're just completely awful at the end. They're like, you know what? My parents were right. I'm giving up on this game. And I'm doing exactly what my parents told me to do. And everything's spiffy now. Mm, it's primetime, you know, early Reagan era primetime TV. <laughs> right. Listen to your parents, kids. Do what they say. You're going to be happy. Not like the crazy Tom Hanks guy. Do it for the Gipper. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there was that weird, but again, satanic panic. There's that weird morality. I don't know. I was kind of actually glad to see them like take at least a slightly different angle. I, I, I would because I was also. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it wasn't what I was ex- expected. And then, you know, um, it's actually kind of loosely based on a true story. There, oh, the kid lost in the cave or something. Yeah. Well, well, I mean that, that's kind of so. The actual story was just, it was a guy who just happened to play Dungeons and Dragons, and he had severe mental issues, and you know went to go kill himself, and he he went into the caves to swallow some pills to, to kill himself and it didn't work. And so he just took off and went and, and moved in with some friends. And meanwhile, the parents didn't know where he was. They hired a private investigator, the private investigator looks into him, finds out that he played Dungeons and Dragons. And sometimes they played down into the caves and then makes this great giant leap that, Oh, it must've been because of Dungeons and Dragons. It starts giving interviews with the press and stuff like that. And the press, you know, takes that story and runs with it because that's what they did at that point in time. And everybody's, worried about the fearful of the state of the children. Um, and even though later on, like he found out that the issue with the guy had nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons. And I think he wrote a book later on um, to kind of clear it all up, but the story was already out there and people still this day, still just like you, like, Oh yeah, it's the kid that went and killed himself down in the sewers, but that's not what happened. Yeah. But well, it's like, but they, they wrote it. But I know. Priest. Right. I mean, this, this um, novelist who wrote the book that this movie was based off of just took the story and then wrote whatever she wanted to. Uh, so yeah, and that's uh, how the story propagates, I guess. I, I like the um, how the Mister Show distillation of that whole thing where they the the band goes to visit the kid in the hospital. He's like, "Hey, it's you guys. Hey, I listened to your song Try Suicide right before I tried suicide." <laughs> <laughs> And then when they when it turns out he's going to follow them on tour and he's a freak now they they write the song um try again this this you know <laughs> in in memory of the of the kid <laughs> so just a little uh, fun satanic yeah. panic uh you know joking around the late 90s you get around with it then I, I was like i always wondered like why is tom hanks on this like weird conservative christian film but now knowing it's like a a mental illness thing it makes a lot right. more sense right right I'm like okay, now I get it, you know. So it's only a few stages from Philadelphia. He could have won an Oscar for this. <laughs> if, was on, if it wasn't a TV film, you know, he would have would have won an Oscar for it. Um, the game itself. What did I write? I just wrote we need more Enochian symbols on the game table. That <laughs> I will give it that much. Like for all the gobbledygook they were muttering about these you know this game and all the face stuff going on like it wasn't taken from anywhere else that i'm aware of but it still sounded like it could completely be a legit role-playing game so even though it was all nonsense it it, i could believe it actually existed i guess they were concerned about the dungeons and dragons lawyers or something i mean well you you couldn't give it that name anyway and they they didn't make a Dungeons and Dragons movies until like somewhat recently, I think, and it was terrible if I remember. Yeah, I think it was early two thousand. Early two thousand, yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. 
Yeah, I don't know. Some I never watched the Doom movie, but sometime it might be fun to actually, especially twenty years later. Th- those might have a certain charm to them now. I don't know, uh, or the dodgy uh, scene. Yeah, I might be too much. I feel um, like you might have a whole podcast that might be looking at that kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> I technically could get away with it on this one probably, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like it came out, it's like, oh, what is this really? This podcast really do? Oh, it's whatever Matt wants to watch, <laughs> which sort of I guess might be correct on that. Yeah. Uh, my my youthful gaming nights and my recent adult gaming um I, I went in with the texas hold'em craze a little bit uh what was that 10 15 years ago but the one that i really loved was and i was playing this one I was like 25 was a fireball island did any of you guys ever hit that one yeah i know all about fireball it's island board game right it's yeah, a board, board game, game. Classic, yeah. classic board game funnily enough they did an updated version of fireball island about five years ago Oh, okay, because my friend's wife at the time had to get it off eBay, and it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, and then they released a new version with all new rules and kind of like updated it for the modern age. Yep. Okay. So it's out there for you if you want it, Matt. All right, because we yeah we like to say that particular game teaches uh, kids about like deceit and disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Want your kids to learn what it's like to get bat backstabbed. You play Fireball Island. Of course, we are a bunch of people, you know, drinking bourbon and playing it, so that probably didn't help. But <laughs> well, I mean, that just makes it better. I mean, you're just moving around, waiting for the fireball to hit you, right? Waiting yeah, for the marble yeah. to come down after you and knock you down. The the, the yeah the uh, metaphoric one as well as the uh, the real one. <laughs> um, going into caves, I don't know. I guess going into a cave is just is, is a bad call. You know, I never done any live action role playing so i don't know if i'd want to go driving into caves and then the crazy thing is they're like all right we're in the cave let's all split up i'm like why would you do that <laughs> it's crazy because they're having fun <laughs> sure I, I i used to at least i used to have a bad predilection for just going into caves um <laughs> i took actually uh, one of some of uh, Josh and my high school classmates, I once took them splunking, not being qualified to do that. <laughs> and then headline, uh, Matt kills entire explorers club. <laughs> yeah. And then, in, and then in the California desert. So this was like, first you have to drive to like this town that barely exists. And then you drive another 20 minutes on a little road. We found like, it, was, it looked like an 1800s, like, you know, mining site. I'm like, let's explore the caves. <laughs> Which which we did. <laughs> it was dangerous. I mean, there's just like shafts that you know instantly take you to nowhere and things like that. So they got. I don't know nice... what what's more dangerous, the caves or the subway tunnels about underneath New York. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the train. Like yeah, I'm thinking of that the recent Ghostbusters scene. That was fun. <laughs> Trying to yeah, catch, because catch. spelunking under the. Um subway tunnels in new york and meets the nicest homeless man he never could hope to meet underneath the those caves who see, sends that's, him on his... that's the movie i want to see where those two become like best <laughs> buds you know that <laughs> yeah. would be a much more interesting movie and instead we had to get the climax that made you makes you feel really weird on the inside when they go breaking into the world trade center and you, you see how bad security is and they can just go wherever they want to there like ooh, that didn't age well <laughs> No. Oh, here we go. I, I said um, they, they could have if, if they had gone with that homeless guy narrative, they could have called the movie what King shit of the Morlocks because I, could, I couldn't remember what the leader of the Morlocks was called in the, in the X-Men version. <laughs> <laughs> 
much more interesting. I, I actually I was really disappointed about those scenes in New York because he's he, he takes off on Halloween. He's wearing his live action role playing costume, his robes, and he's got his power traumatic spells. But when he goes to New York, he's not wearing it. Why isn't he wearing it? He stabs the 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 greaser guy with like a pocket knife, but he had this cool boss dagger. Why didn't he stab him with this boss dagger? I was very disappointed. Yeah, should have well, been full on cosplay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the dagger, you know, cost a lot at the convention, so I didn't want to <laughs> bloody that thing. But you know, or maybe Robbie's just like enlightened now, and everyone else is crazy. That that could be what's going on. Yeah, when when they were like, "Oh, I know where we can look for him." I I half expected the next scene to like open up at like a medieval times. <laughs> There's Robbie with the medieval times. I mean, that's that's the place to go. Yeah. Well, they have medieval times in 1981. Maybe that was his problem. He just was went crazy too soon. Yeah, uh-huh. went a little too much cray cray. Oh, oh! I as a as a um, ardent Trekkie, I also enjoyed the um the the sex Spock reference. Yeah, we're all like Mr. Spock from Star Trek, <laughs> like that, that baby Spock guy. <laughs> uh, gotta cram in all the geek references they can, I guess. Right, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I really question who this movie was made for, because I, I guess you know, Housewives of the 1980s. I guess is that who it was made for. No, it's in, it's in the title, man. It's made for TV. This this movie <laughs> is for TV. It's for TV Just to be on enjoy. TV. Because <laughs> a, a normal a person can't quite enjoy this movie. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think so. TV does what it will. <laughs> It's a much more interesting concept than anything in this movie. <laughs> how how does the um how does the haircut rank in this movie? The haircuts because there was definitely a time when these haircuts had aged. I, I think they've gotten back to cool again. These are actually like hip styles again, aren't they? <laughs> are they really though? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. It's better in late eighties hair because uh, late eighties hair, especially for because you'll take like a you know a young starlet, twenty two year old, and tease out her hair give her like a high cut bikini and suddenly she's 22 but and she's attractive but for some reason she still suddenly looks like she's like 55 <laughs> I don't know, it's interesting because it, tom hanks just had tom hanks hair like he had the same haircut yeah. throughout the entire two decades uh, he first started acting so it was like I, I, don't, I didn't really stop to think about the haircut because it was just the tom hanks haircut Maybe that's why it didn't look so uh, dated. And then JJ's got his hat. You don't see his hair. Right, so right. Kate, <laughs> Kate's not teased out in the way that I, I just mentioned. So, um, yeah. Oh, the, I, I guess this is the, the, the psychotic snap, but the like, celibacy, sure. And, and especially in university. I mean, that takes some in university. Come on, that's, that's dedication. I mean, th- th- considering he's already getting it. I mean, there, you know, there are cases, <laughs> I guess, where I'm like, yeah, that that come on. <laughs> that, yeah, that. I, 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 that's probably the least believable. And of all the unbelievable things, in this movie, the least believable thing is that Tom Hanks, even crazy, would decide he's going to be celibate. You know, as a nerd, finally getting some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was horrible. Those damn RPG games—they just become your whole life, man. <laughs> oh. You're, part, you're, you're all a LARPing now, man. This isn't real life. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm sure that was probably the whole point, right? Because the idea was if anybody would watch this and think that anybody would choose a game over sex, we'd think, oh, my God, the power this game must have is crazy. Nobody would ever really do that. Because nobody would really ever do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Josh, you said you've never live action role played. Uh, Alan, how about you? 
Oh yeah, I've logged. Okay, I, I I've never done it formal formerly, but I do remember like um, going to to malls malls and pretending we're Russian tourists. And uh, again, same New York trip. Uh, maybe with Josh, were you in that thing where we decided to act like European tourists through the uh, the MoMA? I, I do seem to remember that. Yes. Hey, maybe so you have live action role played in that sense. <laughs> I guess that's their fashion. <laughs> Just, and everyone would talk to us. We'd like start speaking German to them or something. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, hey, you know, you, you get a weird thought in your head and, you, and you're LARPing. You're LARPing now. So <laughs> I guess we'll wind down this particular movie, but are there are there any uh particular thoughts you want to throw out before before I, I strike the bell? No, no, we can throw out that movie. Okay, cool. Because I don't have a bell or anything either. Um, <laughs> I just want to know about the hats, man. Somebody out there, please, just tell me what the deal with the hats is, and I can live in peace and never think about this movie ever again. <laughs> it's got a good name. I like it. I mean, it's, it, let's give it. it, it it's a it's a fake name, but Maze to the Monster. Okay, that that, that works about. Yeah, it. I mean, like yeah. the whole alliteration thing to go along with it. Yeah, I mean, it works. Yeah. Um. So, well, Alan, you already mentioned uh, if people want to see you doing the more modern version of gaming, uh, you got a website to throw out on that? That was the fall. Uh, uh, so. Oh, yeah. Let me uh, let me pull that up real quick so I get the actual slash into it. That's why. Uh, so, yeah. So pretty much every day uh, here. Let's take a look real quick. So you can go to twitch.tv slash slash Vorpaltail. So that's V-O-R-T-A. Whoa, sound. So that's uh, twitch.tv slash Vorpaltail. So V-O-R-P-A-L-T-A-L-E-S. And on YouTube, pretty much the same thing. Uh, we're, I, I don't play every day. Uh, I'm on, on when, well, U.S. time. Uh, Eastern time, like it starts at about 9 and some, now I have to actually have to get up here in Japan. I have to get up at 3.30 in the morning to get ready for gaming. Some people might <laughs> think that's crazy. But because of time difference, I have to be up at that time, right? Uh, so, yeah, we're a uh, multitude of games. Right now, they've got Dune running. There's a TTRPG Dune book that came out recently that's really well done, really good. Uh, I'm playing Fallout. I'm playing Unknown Armies. Uh, Josh mentioned uh, White Wolf uh, earlier, so basically World of Darkness or Chronicles of Darkness. Uh, for World of Darkness, I'm playing uh, M20, so May's 20th anniversary uh, soon. Uh, but yeah, I've been, as you can hear, I've been role-playing for a very long time. Started role-playing, I was, what, 12, 13, and I'm 42, 43 now, so I've been TTRPGing for most of my life, and I didn't go crazy. You're still 42. <laughs> I have to tell you. Yeah, so we'll leave it at yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet. Maybe when Obviously I get these to these games, 80. have that power. <laughs> I'll tell you my level of ignorance because you sent me the Twitch, and I, I was, um, you know, talking to, to Luke, who's on this podcast in the Sci-Fi Sanctuary. I'm like, well, it's just, it just seems like this one girl's talking the whole time. He's like, yeah, that's because she's probably the dungeon master. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, that again, that's that's why I made sure to bring in two gamers because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then Josh, I guess your world's opening up again. Is is there any any gaming stuff going on in your your future? I, I mean, 
hopefully I'm hoping to make it back to Gen Con this year. So I still do that, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm vaccinated. So hopefully going out and playing games again, is not going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> One hopes. No, Japan, we're, we're just, we're like, Hey, let's have the Olympics and not roll out anything and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We still, we still didn't like haven't started vaccinating yet. We, Actually, well, Alan and I wouldn't be able to get one now anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, we were technically on like you and I were technically at the head of everybody because of what we have. And now, because we're technically don't have it anymore, we're back down on the list. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, yeah. no Japan's at like 2% at best at the moment, though. <laughs> So, uh, well, you gotta stay safe. That's, yeah. that's scary. Well, actually, Nag- Nagano is there's not much going on here. Well, I mean, do- it's 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 picking up. My doctor did tell me like she told me you need to kind of be careful now because it's starting to pick up here in Nagano City. Mm. Not as bad as Ueda or uh, Matsumoto, but it's starting to pick up here in Nagano City a little bit. So she told me you kind of have to be careful. I spend most of my time outside, but it's mostly in rice fields where there's no people. So probably then you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, um, we've been live action role playing the whole time. We're different people, man. My name is Zaruth, the the mystic of Galbrain (laughs) reality. I'm really beef heart cheese. Come on, Alan. You're on the spot. You can do it French if you want. (laughs) What? Give us your bullshit name now. <laughs> I don't have a bullshit name, man. I don't know. Uh, Zoltan of Grimkaw or something like that. I don't See, know. they just they, this stuff just rolls off the tongue, man. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done. <laughs>